From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 256 for the week of February 20th, 2014. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell, and I'm joined by popular Disney artist and friend of the Diz, Dave Avanzino. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. So we've got you've got a couple things coming up in Disneyland in the next few weeks. We'll get to those, but for those who have been hiding under rocks and don't know your work, how would how would you describe the art that that you do? Um, difficultly. <laughs> it's okay. usually easier to show a picture because okay. uh, I always say there's a lot of painters, there's a lot of sculptors, and my stuff's kind of in the middle. It, it's a little more dimensional. Uh, it can be, um, I do some limited edition art that is uh, more of a paper sculpture kind of feel where uh, they're layered uh, hand-cut paper that are in shadow box frames. Uh, and then there's also, I think the thing most people are familiar with are the shadow boxes that we kind of mass produce, um, where I do them based on the, uh, mostly on the attractions. Um, you know, there's Bahamut Mansion and Pirates and um, the Disneyland Railroad, where I, I use elements from that attraction to spell out the name, like the A in Disneyland is the Matterhorn, and the I is a little castle turret, and so those have been very popular, and there, there's a lot of those. And I, I think that's probably where most people know my work um, from. And then um, also the custom name program I have that we've done for the last couple of years now. Um, a lot of people are familiar with that. Now, we we, um, we actually talked to you, uh, Pete Werner from the Orlando Show talked to you, oh, uh, maybe a year or so ago. And we'll, I'll put that interview up on our site so you can oh, great. in our show notes so you can see it again. But just real quickly, how did how did the relationship with Disney start? Uh, it's that old adage that it's all who you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to say they came knocking on my door and said, oh, we have to have your stuff, but that was not the case. Um, it was over 15 years ago, and a friend referred me to a picture framer because the other, other non-Disney work I was doing at the time was dimensional, and, and back then there weren't a lot of pre-made shadow box frames you could buy in the stores. So I, I went to this framer, and they were very nice people, and as it turned out, they did a lot of the work for uh, Disney. And so when I would be in there framing my work, if there was a Disney person there, they just made a point to introduce me. And uh, I was able to start doing some some things nobody would ever know were mine. I did little gift pieces for people. I'd do somebody's name really fancy that they might stick in the bottom of a bigger piece of art that they were giving them as a gift. Um, I did some pieces that actually when uh, California Adventure opened that, you know, were given to like Whoopi Goldberg and some people like that that I probably didn't even have my name on them. Um, but, and, but as a result... But you know they're there. <laughs> I know they're there. Um, and... Uh, as a result, I, I I did get to do one merchandise event. I kind of got brought into a project again through the framer to help them uh, frame something for the uh, Mr. Toad event they did years ago. And as a result, I wound up getting to go to that event. And 
uh, meet the current sort of head of the merchandise department and introduce myself and wound up getting a meeting with him and um, then was able to kind of say, well, you know, here's, I got a, a, a painting that was reproduced and used in the matting of a, of a Mr. Toad piece. So I was able to go in and say, you know, I'm, I'm a painter, but that's not normally what I do. I usually do this dimensional work. And um, he said, well, we have a, a, the next event is a Cinderella ball. So what would you do? And I just said, well, give me a pencil. <laughs> I grabbed a piece of paper and I get something up in his office. And he said, oh, I like it. And, you know, that, so that was like my intro into right. what were like the hard ticket merchandise events that they, that they did, you know, were doing a lot of back then. So I, I maybe got to do work like three or four times a year. You know, I would make a limited edition that they would sell at that event. Um, and then eventually, you know, buyers change and buyers come in and, uh, eventually had a buyer who just said, well, why don't you just make something that we just sell in the park, you know, instead of having it always be, you know, just these hard ticket events. So then I started making, you know, just based on maybe it was the anniversary of an attraction or the anniversary of a movie, I would make a limited edition that they would sell in the park. And then when the 50th came around, uh, that's where we really, as we were prepping for that, you know, year two years ahead of time, that's where we really started exploring mass producing something of mine. And I had done the Disneyland plaque and all the original five lands for the 2001 Disneyana convention. And I was kind of kicking myself because I thought, as I was thinking of things I could do for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, I was sort of like, oh my gosh, I already did like the best thing I could think of. And so what we did is we turned around and that's what we we decided let's try and mass produce these. And so we had one fairly unsuccessful attempt uh, and then kind of came up with a, a different way to approach it and it worked. And so for that 50th anniversary, that's where we had the Disneyland plaque and then the nine lands or yeah. So there was a, a lot of those. And then once that was over, then we started looking at, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, Haunted Mansion, the ones that, you know, the, the big, the big popular attractions. So, so it's just really kind of grown. And, and so, um, I mean, so you've been around the Disneyland community for 10, 11 years. Oh yeah. yeah I'm kind of, I feel like kind of, kind of the old man of the group. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot of new people in there and, and, uh, I mean, how, 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 Often does that happen in in the art community that someone's with the, with the the relationship stays stays that long? I don't know. I mean, I, I said I I just feel very very fortunate, and right. you know, as I said, buyers change, and you know, mm -hmm. it, and I'm probably on my fifth or sixth buyer at this point, and it's and it's always it's always a little nerve wracking because you must be doing something know, right, Dave. Well, I, I'd like to think so, you know, I, I, you know, because I said like, there's always that fear that you could just get somebody that just, you know, isn't really a big fan of your work and says, ah, really not want to miss it. And it could all be over. So I'm, I'm pleased as punch to still be around. Um, but, but I think one of the things that's nice is, you know, my current buyer said, you know, he says, you, you, you're set to bring something different to the gallery. And as I said, there's a lot of painters and there's a lot of sculptors. And I, and the, what I love about what I do is I kind of have my own medium, you know, that, right. that nobody else is really doing. If you go to Wonderground, there's some, there's some other paper sculptures that are, that are more of like a true paper sculpture where they're, you know, cutting colored paper and folding it and bending it. Uh, the pieces I make that I use the term paper sculpture for are, are more of like, 
a dimensional painting, but I think when you say dimensional painting, I think people think OUser is really thick paint. Uh, but I actually, you know, it's, it's I do original paintings for all the elements, and then I hand cut them, and I you know space them apart. But they're reproduction, so I'm I'm you know doing a limited edition of something. So I use the term paper sculpture, but it's because that's something I think people can are familiar with. Um, so, but they're not. I would say they're not true paper sculpture the way. Um, you know, somebody like um, Kevin Kidney does a paper sculpture. <laughs> right, <laughs> or use, yeah. So, yeah, so it, it, it is nice because I do feel like I have my own unique medium that I think, you know, like uh, my buyer said, kind of brings just something different to the gallery that, that right. if it wasn't there, you know, I think might be missed. So it, it's great. I, I love what I do. I, I feel very, very fortunate to um, be able to do work for Disney. I mean, it's just literally a dream come true. So, and, and to, to have been around as long as I have and have them still be interested is, is very nice. And I, and I think because, especially with my handmade stuff, it's limited. You know, there is only physically so much I can make. And so it's not like, you know, I make one piece and there's 10,000 of them out there. And, you know, so I think even though I've been around for as long as I have, I think there's, there's, there's a, a much more limited amount of the things that I've produced than maybe with, with uh, a painter um, who can do one image and then they can reproduce it in a lot of different formats. Right. Right. So, yeah, I feel very fortunate. I, I absolutely love what I do. I love the Disney fan community. Um, I, I'm a huge Disney geek, so I... I'm on there. I was watching your site. I watch. <laughs> I read all these blogs while I eat lunch, and you know, I'm. I'm. It's not something I just do and and say, oh, and then leave at the door. I mean, I I kind of right. consume it pretty much every day. So. so, speaking of fans in the Disney Gallery, you're going to be in the parks this weekend for a new exhibit at the Disney Gallery and the Disney Anna Shop called. Mechanical Kingdoms Steve Steam I'm not I, I'm never going to get this out. Mechanical <laughs> Kingdoms Steam Steam Driven Visions of a Victorian Future. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Thanks for your help, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell, uh, tell me about the tell me about the exhibit. Well, the exhibit is kind of exploring. It's a lot of it's like a lot of the exhibits they do. It it goes back and it's pulling out a lot of concept art. Um, um, the different theme parks that the, that the Imagineers have designed. And um, steampunk has kind of been around from, since about the 80s. Although, I mean, the, the classic steampunk uh, reference, I think, for a lot of Disney people is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Like that, right. that, I don't think that was the intention of that film, but that kind of Victorian future, uh, the, the futuristic sub that kind of came from that era, I think that's right. what, kind of launched this movement, I would even say. So, you know, and there's obviously a lot of things from 20,000 Leagues that have found their way into the parks, like like the Walt Disney World version of the subs. And and then, um, if you you know, if you've been to or seen the pictures of Tokyo Disney Sea, they, you know, have a lot of that. Or uh, Discoveryland at um, Disneyland Paris. There's a, I mean, it's very, very... Um, steampunk kind of oriented, even though it's not, not calling it that it it has that it's, it's like a retro future. Um, and so I I think they're, they're going back and they're kind of showing like, Hey, you know, we, it wasn't like a conscious decision, like, Hey, let's build a steampunk. 
or steampunk park, but if you look at a lot of the concept art for a lot of these attractions, you you do see a lot of those same elements in there. So, what are you working on for the exhibit? Um, I did well. My, I think the exhibit it will be in the in the gallery part, and then so right. in conjunction with that, they they came to some of the artists and said, you know, can you create kind of some merchandise uh, to right. support mm-hmm. this? So right. what right. I in the Disney Anna show. So the, yeah, so the first thing mm-hmm. that popped in my head was Steampunk Willie instead of uh, <laughs> Steamboat Willie, and you know, sort of frantically uh, claimed it. You know, so that wants to, I get Steampunk Willie, I get Steampunk Willie, because I figured that's not, I, I figured somebody else would probably think of the same thing. So I, I nobody else did it, so I guess I, I sort of laid claim to that. So what I did is I went back and, and you know, kind of still framed through that short and just found a pose of him standing at the wheel, big smile on his face. And then I took that uh, image of him and kind of reimagined it in more of a Steampunk setting where the, the matting is actually sort of like a porthole window kind of Nautilus-like that you're looking through to him standing on what's more like the bridge of a submarine, you know, holding the steering wheel looks like a big gear. And then, you know, there's just various Victorian and and, uh, with along with like steampunk and Nautilus kind of uh, things around him. So so there's a limited edition paper sculpture of that that's all, you know, hand cut and spaced out and, and then we actually went ahead and made a deluxe print of the same thing. So I, I take the same files that I've scanned in that I use for the um, paper sculpture, and I kind of go in Photoshop and sort of cut them out uh, and build um, a, a flat print, but I like to add little shadows and things to kind of give it a little mm-hmm. bit more of a, the feel of my actual work. So Right, right. So the deluxe print of that. And then for uh, D23 Expo last year, I actually built uh, a pretty big steampunk castle, of uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle, that was a one-of-a-kind that sold. And I, before I assembled it, I took pictures of all of the elements <laughs> and, was a, and was able to go back and, and, again, in Photoshop, actually rebuild that castle as a print. And so we actually have a deluxe print of that, too, which I think turned out really neat. And then for um, Florida, they're having a, an event too. They don't think they—I don't believe they're having the same exhibit, but they're all, they're having right. a product release with some of their artists. And mm-hmm. I actually just just today finished my uh, Cinderella castle. That's a oh, one nice. of a kind um, steampunk version of Cinderella castle that turned out very very nice. It's it's, it's one of those things I would hang in my house, mm-hmm. uh, which I I like my work but there's not all of them I want in my house. This one I would put in my house, but I know, I always say, I know somebody else out there would, is actually going to love it more than I do. So I would almost right. rather they have it. <laughs> and, and just as a note, the, the Disney world event is going to be at art of Disney in the downtown Disney marketplace. Yes. And so that's, so that's where, where my where... castle will be yep. uh, on display and it's only $4,500. So I'm sure one of the, the, the Diz fans out there, you know, with a little extra pocket change, would love to have it. So, and uh, there are pictures on my Facebook page. Um, if you go to Facebook and you search for Dave Avanzino, there are, I have two pages. I have a personal page and a business page. If you like the business page, you can see uh, photos of all of the pieces I'll have this weekend. 
I'm also make sure we put a link to that in our show notes. Yeah. So um, you'll be there Saturday morning from nine to eleven with a big group of artists who are yeah. also have um, items in. Yeah, there's in, some beautiful the stuff. There's some yeah. really really nice pieces. Let's see, Jim Crouch, Jeremy Fulton, Brian Kessinger, Noah, of course, uh, Mark Page, Michael Peraza, mm-hmm. and Javier Soto. So that's a, that's a big group. Yeah, Javier built a, I think it's just a one-of-a-kind. He built a, like a, kind of a, like a plaque where it's sort of half of the Nautilus, like it's mounted on the wall. So that's, a, I think, a, a very elaborate one-of-a-kind. So I'm looking forward to seeing that in person. Nice, nice. Have you gotten to see any of the stuff that's going to be in the in the gallery, or, or do you know anything that... Of well, yes. I, <laughs> oh, well, in the gallery, yes. I've seen just, just some previews of it as I've... Um, okay kind of been at the framer and and you know it's a lot like it's a lot of the concept art from from some of the uh tokyo disney sea and um disneyland paris and you know disneyland you know i would say the astro orbiter definitely is a Mm -hmm. has that steampunk kind of feel to it and so the gold Tomorrowland. yeah yeah so just there's some real i mean there's there's just some beautiful i love concept art and there's some beautiful beautiful pieces in there so i'm i'm anxious to see the whole thing put together should should be a nice exhibit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your other e- event that's coming up in the middle of March with your custom name art. Yeah, they. One of the things that's been nice is they've been scheduling me uh, in the Disneyana shop four times mm-hmm. a year. So this uh, will be my sec. No, my first time. First time in 2014. I was there in December. Um, and so I will be there March 15th and 16th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, and the main thing I'm there offering is my custom name artwork where, uh, uh-huh. people can come in and it's sort of based on lettering I use in my Disneyland shadow box and all the, the park lands right. where I've cataloged that has anywhere from six to nine choices and the guests can come in and they can actually design their own name based on or using those letters. So we have a little sheet, and they write out, and most people do their names, first names, last names. Um, I have done other words. Uh, I think the record the record holder is who's it and what's it galore. Wow. <laughs> it was very, very long and thin. Um, and I've had like three different people do the word welcome, which is really neat. So, you know, occasionally somebody does another word. Typically it's a name. And the ones I love is like, I, I, I talk people into this every now and then. I say, why don't you put land on the end of your name? So I've done a couple <laughs> where it's, you know. So those extra four letters, Dave. Yeah, it's extra four letters. And, um, and they get, you know, a lot of times it's. Would you, our, would you our, like fries with that? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, uh, uh, one guest, you know, she was disappointed because there was certain letters she wanted. Like, I think she had right. one A, but she really, uh, she was like, because in the A's you have your choice of the Matterhorn or Thunder Mountain, and she wanted both. And, <laughs> you know, and, and people, I mean, it's funny, as they flip through the catalog, I mean, almost every single one will get to a page that's not in their name and say, oh, I wish I had a P in my name. You know, so so it was kind of one of those things. And I said, and I said, why don't you put land on me into your name? And that just like got every letter in there that she wanted. It was really great. Nice, nice. (laughs) And it turned out really cute. She was very, very happy with it. So, so yeah. So they pick them, and then and then I kind of go over it with them. um, And what I've come up with is I actually have like a just a flat set of letters that I hand cut out. They're just you know kind of like on heavy heavy cardstock. And what's nice is we can actually lay it out. 
and you can you can get an idea of, of pretty much exactly what it's going to look like. Um, and and, 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 and the two letters are not going to fit together. Yeah, yeah, because you know sometimes it's color, sometimes it's shape, um, mm-hmm. and so it is nice because you can say, oh, well, let's try this A in there instead of that one, and and so it really is a good uh, a good system that. I said I'm almost embarrassed it took me over a year to sort of figure out, oh, yeah, because I, I used to sketch them up when people bought right. them initially. And that was very time-consuming. And it caught shape, but it really didn't catch color. And then if somebody wanted to change something, I was erasing. And, you know, so this is a much, much better system. I can photograph it. I can have that as a record when I come home. So it, it's a very – a much better system uh, than before, but it, but it's nice. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I started it, I, I figured, well, everybody wants Haunted Mansion and Pirates. So I, there, I originally created two complete alphabets for, so everybody can have a Haunted Mansion letter or, and a pirate letter. And that turned out to be a, a good decision. And then for D23 last year, I added a castle alphabet because a lot of people, nice. uh, like, you know, there's not a lot of princess stuff in there. So they were, I get a lot of requests for that, so I kind of came up with a castle looking font. And... But you can so, yeah. mix and match that with other things, too, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah well, okay. and, and most yeah. of the time, it, it's meant to mix and match all different right. lands. And I, But what's interesting was the very first time I offered them at, at D23 two years ago, um, I had at least one person that did their whole name in the Haunted Mansion font. And they're kind of a tall, thin letter, and so it worked. The, the Pirates one, they're more of a square. It wouldn't look as good. But the Mansion one, it really looks nice. And then what they do is, is some of the letters – I have other letters for Mansion that, I, that are more of like from a paper sculpture I did. But there's, there's the logo, like the, the crest that's out front. There's the clock. There's the candelabra. There's the gargoyle. That they will pick you know, any, like two or four of those – and put them on the outside of their name, and they create their own custom haunted mansion piece, which nice. I did not did not envision at all. But it, I I have made several of them. People really my, who are huge mansion fans, they can they can do their whole thing in mansion. My name's too short. <laughs> well, and and you know, sometimes people they do because they're as I say, they're not an inexpensive product. They start at four ninety five for one to four letters, and they go up about fifty dollars every two letters. And that includes the matting and the framing. They come all ready to hang. So they're not an inexpensive product, and they're more expensive the more letters you have. But I, I will say, uh, the more letters you have, the, it's a much more interesting piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, if you and have three letters. Kind, really? Yeah, yeah. And if you have three letters, like, yes, you get the, you get the low price. <laughs> and it can be very cute. But if you have, like, six or seven or eight letters, you just have more to play with. And it, it right, just becomes right. a more playful... Uh, you know, kind of just a more whimsical piece that, you know, because it costs you a little bit more, but they're more fun. So, so you can do Tom Land. There you go. Seven letters. Yeah, Tom, Tommy Land, yes. Tommy Land, yes. Even better. <laughs> and for the Y, one of the Ys I have, it's, you know, it's almost the only Y, I'd say 90% of the people pick it. It's a little Mickey Mouse hat on a stand. So, nice. see, can you even have that? <laughs> Um, any, anything, anything else you got coming up that you want to talk about? Um, well, I will say like in addition at those appearances now, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that's fairly new since last year is, is in addition to all the other kind of contracts I have with Disney, I now have a consignment contract. And what okay. that allows me to do is to bring other work with me. 
um, in addition to what the custom name thing or and you know the other product that they happen to have in the gallery. Right. So I have created my own deluxe prints. You know, I've kind of gone back into some of the some of the paper sculptures I've done over the last <laughs> ten or twelve years. Right. Uh, like there was a tiki room one that I always loved, and I, was, I always wanted to make that into deluxe prints. And that was like the first one I did. Or I, last year I did a Halloween one that was you know Mickey and the characters in their Halloween costumes. That was a, you know I maybe made ten of them as a paper sculpture, but now I can I can you know do them as a forty dollar deluxe print. So I usually have um, a few of the a few different choices for those. Um, last year I came up with. Um, I kind of created some words using my alphabet uh, for the custom name things where I did like dream, believe, imagine, and create and did them as a digital print. And then I I had these custom made wood boxes that I sort of adhere them to and clear coat them. So they're like, I think they're $45 and like a little nice little thing you can just set up on the shelf. Uh Um, And then I also frame originals. And so that's been kind of kind of nice too. You know, I usually don't. Usually, my originals are not available. So it's it's kind of a, a unique thing where I can come and say, "Oh, look, you know, this is this is a, this is the one that I actually hand painted." And they're generally fairly expensive, um, but people do buy them. And then, and then also, I'm in going back and looking at some limited editions I've done in the past several years some of those limited editions were never um, completed. You know, there was, they say there was 25 and maybe we only sold 15 of them. So um, like there's a couple of nightmare before Christmas ones. And so what I do is I go back and I'm able to now create addition, you know, kind of fill out that edition and make uh, more and frame them and and bring those with me too. So it's kind of a, a chance for people to get a limited edition that maybe they might have wanted, <laughs> that that mm-hmm. isn't you know isn't just wasn't restocked in the stores. So now I can I can kind of produce those and bring them myself. So so that's been really nice. That I really yeah. enjoyed kind of uh, you know having more deluxe prints available and and things like that that are that are uh, you know obviously a lot more accessible than a five or six hundred dollar uh, custom piece. So it's nice having having this a range of price points that people can get something. I think everybody can get something. Yeah. Awesome. So the steampunk exhibit starts this weekend, uh, February 22nd and continues indefinitely. Basically. I'm I'm assuming it'll be there for a few months. They're usually there for several months. So I'm, I'm, I don't know what the end date is on it, but I know, yeah, yeah, what they, if they put it up, it's usually up for uh, several months. Right. But they will be in the Disneyana shop this Saturday yeah. from 9 to 11, along with several other artists. And back again March 15th and 16th. At, from 11 at the to Disneyana. 7. Yeah. I'm sorry, say again? From, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 11 to 7. Awesome. Dave, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm a huge fan of both both Diz programs and, and listen to them constantly while I'm making things. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to record that and play it over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> your, your ringtone, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is what Dave says. Yeah. Dave, th- thanks again. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back, be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.